Another week of Big Red Banter. What is up, guys? I'm Skyler Holzman, WVBR Sports Director. And this is, once again, as aforementioned, previously stated, another episode of Big Red Banter, done remotely by our three favorite hosts on Big Red Banter. Um, and the only three hosts that have been on Big Red Banter, pretty much. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so... Um, you know, we, honestly, I was going to say we uh, we usually do introductions, but I feel like if you're still listening to the podcast at this point, like you probably probably have some idea of who we are. <laughs> um, I don't know. Should we should we do the introductions or should we just assume that like, you know, no. I, think, I think we're good enough to do a more informal setting. If <laughs> I can just say my name eventually when things come up, but I, I'm I, I'm very proud to have. I guess graduated to this level of informality, and I think all I think three of us are. I concur. Likewise, mystery voice. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll just, let, we'll just let people figure it out until we accidentally drop someone else's name. Um, but I think I think that's a solid plan. You know, like once you've gained this this level of like worldwide fame, I mean, you know, people just people just know. People hear your voice, are like, oh my god, like, well, they know who I am because I said my name. But we'll like we'll leave it up for interpretation. As great as our voices are, just want to say to those listeners, if you haven't checked it out already, check out our interview with Philip Antonio, track extraordinaire and recording artist. This guy does it all. Check it out. Last episode, Big Red Banter. Fully agreed. Definitely keep checking it out. Check out our uh, interview before that as well with uh, Kari Price, tennis phenom. Uh, We've we've been really fortunate. We've got some really cool athletes. Uh, we've We've uh, interviewed we had uh jonathan lowe and brendan Furman, to the wrestlers um as well for our first interview and uh and then way back in one of the earlier episodes uh, i don't remember which one but we uh we talked to some members of the cornell women's hockey team and that was another great interview so honestly stellar lineup in the past um and and yeah so um do you want to yeah. talk about the future of the interviews then i think it's a neat segue I will. Yeah, I'll actually. So, so what we're going to do, this is, this is, this is kind of a big announcement. Like people don't really know this. Um, so if you're listening to this, you're one of the first people to hear it. Um, so everyone listening to this will be one of the, will be the first, whatever. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, we are actually undergoing a bit of a rebranding uh, at WVR uh, in the sports department, at least. So we're very, very thrilled uh to be collaborating with Big Red Sports Network, uh, headed by uh, Mystery Voice on the bottom of my screen. Um, I, I have to drop the name, Mike Seitz, uh, president uh, oh, of Wizard. <laughs> Absolute Legend. He is the president of Big Red Sports Network. And so what we're going to do is we will not, unfortunately, be having athlete interviews on WVBR Sports. However, doesn't matter because Big Red Sports Network is now taking over the athlete interviews. So you can go over to them. You can, you can like literally follow them on social media. Like literally, you can literally follow them on social media at Big Red. not figuratively, not like philosophically, not theoretically. Literally go follow them at Big Red Sports Network on social media. And the interviews will be conducted by... By the president of radio for BRSN and the president of broadcasting. Those two individuals happen to be... By no, uh, no, you know, just convenience or uh, I would say, what am I looking for? The word wizard is struggling over here. A coincidence. It's not coincidental, but the president of radio for BRSN is Skylar Holtzman and the president of broadca- broadcasting for BRSN is Jacob Richards. 
There we go. Heck yeah, let's go, guys. So go. clearly we have a lot of really amazing things to look forward to with our future merging with BRSN. I think Skylar is very, very, we're all very, very excited about this initiative. This is, this, but, is, this is huge. And, and we, I will say the, uh, another quick thing on that uh, is Big Red Banter will now be released once a week. So as opposed to the, to the structure that please, you have to get hyped. This is, I know this is what people have been waiting for. You just want to hear sweet, sweet voices for an hour to an hour and 20 minutes uh, on a Saturday or Sunday every single week. And that's what we're going to give you. Uh, so yeah, we're going to release it once a week. And uh, that is our, that is our change. But Jake, sorry, please. Oh, and his name is Jake. No, I love it. No, 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 no. (laughs) Keep following us on social media, guys, at WVBRFN Sports on Instagram and Twitter. We're currently pretty active on uh, Instagram. That's definitely where we've been having a lot more fun. But we're getting onto Twitter. We're having some fun with that as well. So clearly a lot to look forward to with our future. We're getting back to the weekly schedule, which I love moving our interviews around. Thanks to a lot of really amazing minds over at the Big Red Sports Network, including our our very own word wizard over here. But uh, before we move on and talk about our future and get into some sports, I do have some things in the past I want to talk about. In past episodes, we have talked about the Cornell Students for Black Lives movement, which we are now part of the coalition of of organizations on campus that are uh, all about this movement. And we talked about the GoFundMe link, which has closed recently, but we wanted to say thank you to all of our listeners who donated. the final tally was $118,000 going toward amazing resources. So thank you so much to you guys. Yes, you sir. have donated a lot of your time and money, and I, I hope you continue to keep donating your time to be, continue to be uh, getting educated. You can go keep following uh, Cornell Students for Black Lives on Instagram. It's a great educational resource. So thank you very much for your hard work. And... I think that's, you know, that's done yeah. with to the past. Thank you again. And I think we have one more little celebratory piece of news that I'm, that we really want to talk about before we get into some sports. What is it guys? This is, uh, this is kind of, this is big. You, you've heard this man's name on and off, mostly off, but occasionally okay. on our show for the last, like, five months we actually i think in a couple days it'll be our five months five month anniversary of having done the show for the first time i think it was january 29th i'm pretty sure it might have been january 31st but no uh, i i have no idea but (laughs) the point is like it's 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 a big it's big time and uh this man was our uh former gm he was actually on the uh oh i think what what day was it january 31st Never mind. There is no such thing as June 31st, so we will never have a five-month anniversary. <laughs> um, cool. <laughs> so, so this man, all right, I'll, I'll, get to, I'll get to the point. Basically, uh, it is the birthday of our former GM, uh, current friend, and uh, future supreme overlord of all things everywhere, uh, Christopher Morales. Shout uh, out to Christopher Morales. Got a game in every episode, of course. Absolute absolute legend it's his birthday i think he's turned 22 he sent me i said happy birthday to him earlier today he sent me a picture of uh taylor swift uh with the album cover the 22 album cover <laughs> um and uh i said i said is that you and he said no it's my fourth alter ego and i said your fourth alter ego looks a lot like taylor swift um which made no sense but 
Uh, it is his birthday, so uh, shout out to him. Hopefully, he's killing it. He was already able to legally drink, so this birthday is not that exciting. But uh, <laughs> wow, talking him down his birthday. <laughs> Hopefully, that uh, although we're not going to talk about the MLS later today, we we will be talking about some soccer uh, in the world landscape. But I hope the LAFC Football Club uh, in Los Angeles gets some wins for him this summer in the MLS tournament. Rent to be seen. But we'll have deep dives on the MLS in later episodes coming up. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, so this is all big news. Um, all big news coming out right now. So, uh, yeah, once again, before we get into everything, just make sure follow us on social media. We have plenty of things coming. We have blogs, we have videos like this is actually being released this week. If you don't believe us, look on our website, look on our social media. We have actual proof that it's being released this week. So go check it out. I do not tolerate ignorance. There we go. Um, So with that said, let's get going. Uh, Major League Baseball. Jake, this is your forte. Just what's happening? Okay. What is happening? So you know what? Something I'm about to say something about baseball that will bring a smile. And that's something I haven't said in a while. And that rhymes. (laughs) Baseball is back. Let's go. Baseball is back. We are coming back. The owners have given in, quote, unquote. Uh, you can't really see, but I use quote marks there. Uh, they, the owners and players association have agreed to a 60-game season, 10-team playoff, which is the normal playoff format. Uh, players are to report to their stadiums and their camps July 1st, and the season is scheduled to start on July 23rd and 24th. And, uh, yeah, so they're, they're going to be in their own camps and stadiums. So, you know, we're, they're going to be flying over the place. It's just going to be a quick season with no fans. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, wow. so there, there's also been some – we're going to get into the objective side of the news first, and then we're going to yeah. have some more fun talking about it. Uh, some other things, pretty cool. There's universal DH now because I, you got to give players the rest they need. I understand the sentiment there. Uh, trade deadline is extended to August 31st. You know, you got to do what you got to do there. The You're not going to be able to play teams that aren't in the – like, so if you're an American League East team, you were only going to be pay, playing teams in the American League East and the National League East. They don't want you traveling around too far in this 60-game schedule. So that makes sense. Hopefully that means, you know, I can watch my Yankee games uh, having to, you know, stay up till 1 in the morning when they fly out west. Uh <laughs> But, you know, players are still testing positive, though, for coronavirus, including one outfield legend, Chuck Nasty, also known as Charlie Blackman. So there are there is a health plan in, in place. Uh, it's not a bad one from what I'm reading, but, you know, the ultimate test is putting it to the test. So yeah. we'll see how that goes. And before yeah. we get into, again, Skylar, we're going to talk about our opinions, <laughs> but it is worth noting that the collective bargaining agreement which is, you know, the big argument, legal fight between the owners and the Players Association. Restructuring the rules of Major League Baseball is expiring at the end of next year. So these negotiations have sort of given us a little foreshadowing. And, Skyler, tell me how that makes you feel. Tell me how this makes you feel, all of this makes you feel. Get well, emotional, I, man. Oh, man. I mean, this is, this is just such a weird, weird t- – first of all, this is absolutely not – 
how I wanted baseball to come back. I don't think this is anyone, this is not how anyone wanted baseball to come back. The players, it wasn't really like, oh, like we reached an agreement. Like we had civil discourse and it worked. It was more like, we're having a season. And the players were like, okay, fine, <laughs> sure, jerk. And so like, I don't really think, I don't think either side is happy. Um, I, I just going back to the Chuck Nasty thing, Charlie Blackman, I had no idea he tested positive. Um, that's so sad. He's got a great social media presence. He's got a great beard. And my theory is maybe just like his beard is so big, the particles just got caught in his beard. Yeah, and the mask the way up. became a little less effective with all his facial hair. <laughs> <laughs> right. Which is why I got to have a nice trim like, uh, like Jake and I. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah, that's, oh, that's such a shame. I mean, I'm wearing a Mets shirt right now. Like I'm, I'm happy that there's going to be baseball. But like I, I don't know how I, – I, I, I actually just read something that uh, I think the MLB put out a statement that was like, by the way, like, if an entire team gets coronavirus, that won't end the season. Like, that team will just not play. <laughs> so I'm thinking about a scenario in which teams just start dropping because, like, they have to quarantine all their players. And then, I don't know, maybe the Mets are the only team left. And, you know, the, <laughs> the Mets are in New York, my guy. If there's one team <laughs> that's going to get hit the hardest by coronavirus, it's New York teams. I would be surprised, <laughs> Texas, California. But I'll, I'll say I'll jump in, as I normally do not do with baseball. But, you know, I'm just scared and weary if somebody on the Yankees has it. And then, you know, we're leading uh, the division, <laughs> obviously. And then, then we're obviously, you know, all of a sudden eliminated. Like that doesn't make any sense. Well, it makes sense because I don't want Corona to spread, but you know, it, it's right. scary. And I know the NBA has certain protocols and again, they have a different setup with all together. They're in a bubble. MLB is traveling around now. So we'll have to see what happens, but I am, I'm a little hesitant with MLB guys traveling around. Like, listen, I knew they weren't going to end up in Arizona over hundred degrees in the summer. No one wants to have cabin fever over there. So we'll see yeah. how this works out. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of still convinced that this plan, although it's a plan that is agreed to, it, so it meets that standard of being good, uh, I feel like this plan sort of screws everybody. And that includes front office workers, players, the players' union, and the owners. Actually, I think the owners got out of fine on this. But yeah. because everybody else <laughs> is hurting, the owners will, will hurt as well. 68 yeah. is not a lot if you look at like june uh, june 2nd which was like around when most teams last year had 60 games it's not an accurate representation of what happened you know with the end of the season the phillies were leading their division and they did not make the playoffs the washington nationals the team that won the world series was nowhere near the wild card race in fact they were seven games back so there's a lot Everybody keeps saying there's a lot that can happen in 60 games. And I go, well, yeah, but there's still not enough. It's like if you ended the season in 2019 at 60 games, Josh Bell would have been the MVP. So, like, Josh Bell's a great baseball player, but he's not an MVP. We all would have have lost something if that had been the case. Like, we all would have been sad. Also, yeah, yeah, it's like they say, like, a lot can happen in 60 games. Yeah, but more can happen in 162 games just statistically – um, I like, yeah. Cause you think about it. Like, um, I was reading something like if you go on a, if you go on a 20 or 30 game hot streak, you're, you're probably yeah, going to get the top the seed at that point. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Like, like I think the Dodgers, I think last year they had a stretch where they were 27 and four. I'm, I, I'm just picking that off the top of my head. Yeah. I'm not actually sure. I don't know that those numbers are right, but that I remember the Dodgers were going on like a month long hot streak. 
yeah, that would be enough to get you into the playoffs, like at, at this point and like possibly a top seed and like maybe a bye. So I, I don't know what's, I have no idea what's going to happen. This is going to be really weird. Um, there's going to be, yeah, there's obviously going to be no fans at the stadium. You're going to be able to hear everything. It's, it's kind of like how, um, the, uh, the Orioles played, I think the White Sox in, in Baltimore, yeah, uh, when there were, there were, right. were like 2016 some, and there was nobody, right, so that was, the commentators had to like whisper. Gary Thorne was like, man, there's a, there's Adam Jones. will have to right. that ball in center field. I was like, wow, you have a soothing voice. But that's not the point. <laughs> I heard, I think it was, who was the catcher? I think it was, I want to say it was Caleb Presley was the Orioles catcher at that, at that point. Okay. Um, I think he was, if it was him, he, uh, whoever was the catcher, they were saying that uh, he could hear the announcer, like, yeah. from, like, from the catcher. So, like, I don't know, what if, like, what if the batter can too? Like, what if the batter, like, because the, the ear, the ear, their back ear is uncovered with their helmets, right? So they can, they can hear better. They can probably hear what kind of pitches are being thrown. I don't really, it's, it's weird. It's kind of like it reminds me of the UFC where they could hear the commentators being like, oh, we should have done this with the move, and then they adapted and won, right? Yeah, I actually have a bit of a conspiracy theory here. So conspiracy theory, take this with a grain of salt. But remember how this all started out with the owners and just everybody involved sort of making like a fool of themselves by not being able to negotiate because the owners didn't really want to pay the players what the players thought they would do. Right. Uh, so the, the agreement is that they're going to pay the players the full prorated salary, but there's only 60 games. And the players were like, I want full prorated for, you know, 82 games. They, they, I think the lowest the players went was 70 games because negotiations took such a long time. So I'm, I'm not saying this is the legit, you know, what happened, but it's not impossible that owners just sort of, didn't want to agree and with players and with the player association long enough so that when the players finally got the pro full pro rated salary, you're only doing that for 60 games. Cause that's really all you have time for at this point. So yeah. again, I don't know if that's true. I, we talked about how, you know, there's a lot of things that complicate these agree, these, you know, agreements and arguments, I should say, you know, both sides of these things. Yeah. But I mean, I'm going to watch it, obviously, but, and they didn't really expand the play. They didn't expand the playoffs at all. 10 teams in the playoffs is exactly what it normally is. Uh, so it's, uh, yeah, I, see. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I think it's going to be really, it's going to be weird to watch, but it, it actually, just based on scheduling, I think it will end up being like one of, you know, still one of the first words to come back. I think like NBA, we'll get to that later, but they're coming back after baseball. So baseball still will be, end up somehow end up being one of the first sports uh, to come back. And, and my, my last note on that is like it, again, it should have been the first sport to come back because it's one of the, it's one of the, if you can figure out how to space out people in the dugout or even if you have them sit in the stands or something and have like a door accessible to the field, like so they can distance, like it is one of the lowest risk sports. Like every, there's a distance between everyone. That's what makes baseball difficult. It's because it's a big freaking field. So like, it shouldn't have been a problem. But uh, but yeah. So so that's uh that's what's going on with baseball. Um, I think we could uh, yeah. I know Jake. You have uh, you have anything yeah, else? Or... It's very like you want to be excited as a baseball fan. As both of us being huge baseball fans, all of us being just lovers of the sport. It's bittersweet. Because you wish that this happened earlier. And also, people are getting coronavirus when it's coming back. So now you're even questioning, like, wait, is this, 
are we gonna keep safe? So, right. I, you know, call me a cynic all you want, because I clearly was very opinionated when baseball wasn't coming back. But I don't know. I we'll wait and see. I'm definitely gonna be tuning in to watch those games. Uh, which, by the way, apparently the Yankees are going to be playing the Nationals in like their opening day, so it's going to be like Garrett Cole versus Max Scherzer, which is amazing pitcher duel right off the bat. So I'm definitely watching that. So yeah, we'll that's definitely that. something to look forward to. Yeah, but uh, I would say speaking of coronavirus, which is the beginning of every single sentence ever uh, these days, uh, let's talk about uh, Novak Djokovic. Um, grade one piece of garbage. Um, so Wait, he, who this guy is first. <laughs> um, Novak Djokovic, uh, the number one ranked tennis player in the world, uh, who I, I, you know, I was going to say we've been very fortunate to grow up with. Um, you know, I respect his game and I respect him as a human being. Um, things have changed uh, on my end. Uh, I have lost some respect for him because he hosted a, uh, the uh, Adria Tour, I think it was called, in the, in the Balkans. Because um, they had done admittedly a good job of like, you know, containing the virus. It wasn't eliminated by any stretch. Like even, even New Zealand, who was supposed to, uh, you know, like theoretically eliminated, people were traveling back home from other countries. And now they have some cases there um, again, but they had done a very good job. Like Serbia, I think Croatia, I think it was, it was around that area. So he decided to host a tour, a tennis tour with no social distancing whatsoever. Um, and so what ended up happening was there, I think there were four players, uh, Grigor Dimitrov, I think, I'm pretty sure was the first person to like officially get diagnosed with it. Uh, he was one of the players. He had like shaken hands with people. He apparently did not look good in the court. I didn't watch it. And then um, of course, you know, because the man who hosted the tournament must not have cared. Uh, he got coronavirus uh, and his wife got coronavirus. So now they are both sick and they had to cancel the championship. Uh, Boo hoo. Jerk. Yeah, you, you pay the price uh, just because this isn't a problem for you because your area of the world took this seriously. doesn't mean that you should just stop taking it seriously, especially as a very influential person. So, yeah, that'll come to bite you in the butt. And you got what he deserved here, if you ask me. I would say, though, you know, again, this is pretty damaging for his rep as one of the top tennis players of our generation and, and you know, the recent decade or two decades or so. Uh, consistently, you know, playing the biggest names in tennis, Nadal, Federer, and, you know, recently having more success of them winning the last five of, of seven majors and, you know, millions and millions of dollars in sponsorships and advertisement deals and all that jazz. So not, not the best look for Djokovic, the Joker. This was, this was a clown. This is like a clowny move from the Joker, I would have to say. Yeah. <laughs> Yup. Yeah. I, uh, that's this, this should not have been a problem, but, uh, also the, all the fans were, I guess, were just like, sure. We'll just go watch some tennis. And, uh, yeah, not the move, man. Just not the move, not the move, objectively, not the move. Uh, and they still didn't listen. So, uh, that's, that's a big shame. Uh, and that's what happened. So, uh, hope, I mean, you know, hopefully he recovers because I mean, he is a, you know, tennis legend, but also like he's, his rep is damaged and he deserves that. So, you know, Whatever happens, happens. He and all sports fans and organizations and players learn from this. That the virus has the potential to get anywhere, especially if you're not safe. So be safe. Absolutely. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the virus obviously made its way into future NFL plans as well. Um, biggest news coming out of there was uh, the NFL canceled, uh, I think, the Hall of Fame preseason game. Um, 
or, or you know, like one of their games where they have just like stud players. I, I, is it? I, do they have Hall of Famers playing? Like, do they? Is it just a bunch of old dudes? Um, I've never seen this game, Mike. Do you have any idea <laughs> how this game works? Dude, just like thinking of it makes me think of the the sprint football <laughs> the Cornell team and the, they do the same with dads in there and the alumni. That was like fun. Did we did 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 we get did we get crushed in that game this year? We lost the alumni, right? Against our, our alumni and dads, uh, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I wanna I might I might do some research uh uh during the break um to see if we can uh so we can figure that out. For for those um, of you who don't know, sprint football I think the weight limit, it's lightweight football, uh, varsity sport. I think the weight limit is like 179 pounds. Um, uh, 178, 178. 178. Yeah. I, don't, I doubt that the alums and some of the dads of players are, are under that. So it's not, <laughs> I, I could see them getting like physically and, and metaphorically crushed. In, in one of those yeah. Games. Yeah. That's um, I'm, 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 I'm actually on their website right now. Um, I, they don't even have – they don't even have the stats of the alumni game, but I, I, from what I heard, I think we did get crushed. Um, but I might be wrong. I don't want to, you know, I want to offend anyone, but uh, I think we got crushed. So <laughs> we allegedly were crushed. Allegedly we were crushed. Let's leave it at that. And um, yeah, so let's uh, let's get into let's get into one of our segments. Um, random fact about relevant athlete. Uh, brought to you by uh, no sponsor, just us. So uh, we uh. Uh, not yet, anyway. Um, that's that's a hint to everyone out there. Um, so my my first fact, uh, or my only fact, uh, is you know, relevant athlete. Obviously, I was just talking about Novak Djokovic. Um, did you know that he's allergic to gluten? Fun fact about yeah, that. Yes, disease very common. My well, like everybody on my mom's side of the family has it. So really, wait, do you do, wait, do you do you have it or no? Um, not yet. Knock on wood. I don't know. It's like genetic and can show up later. It makes family gatherings kind of like, is this a normal cake or a gluten cake? You know, <laughs> but he's been doing, I mean, clearly it hasn't affected his performance. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, he just eats a lot of Chex Mix. Chex <laughs> Mix is good, man. I wouldn't mind being gluten free for a little bit. I think I could survive off with the Chex Mix varieties, the ones that are gluten free at least. Yeah, yeah, just just don't get the ones with the pretzels in it, and you'll be fine. I I miss the I miss Chex Mix. That's that's one of like the legendary snacks. I had that a lot last summer. What 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 flavor did you guys used to used to have? Like what uh what what kind of Chex Mix? Whatever I'm not paying for. There we go. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> Mike, what about you? You know, I, I think of, like, the snack version and the cereal version, but the cereal version was always good, like, cinnamon. I think that was good in the morning with some, some cold milk. And, uh, but yeah. as for the as snack... As opposed to like, warm yeah. milk cereal. Cool. <laughs> yeah, I, I, people do that. I, I don't know what people do <laughs> breakfast. I don't know what they eat. Uh, if like Chex Mix Incorporated is listening to this, please sponsor this segment. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yes. Mix, please. Yeah, that would be dope. <laughs> Random fact about relevant athlete... Brought to you by Chex Mix, which was, honestly <laughs> has a great ring to it. it does, it really right? does. Okay. I think I think we can we can say it because I, I mean unless we actually push it out to Chex Mix, which I don't know we might like if they don't hear this they can't sue us for like saying they're a sponsor when they're not. So uh, I would like to re- rephrase uh, the introduction. Uh, welcome to Random Fact about Relevant Athlete, brought to you by none other than Chex Mix. Uh, <laughs> 
Do you, uh, do you like cereal but also snacks? Chex Mix makes both. Chex Mix. There you go. Um, that's our, that's our sponsor. Um, that's, that's my fact. I don't know how we went from tennis and gluten to Chex Mix, but I'll talk about my uh, relevant athlete random facts. So my athlete is Sean Doolittle. Sean Doolittle is a relief pitcher for the Washington Nationals. And because baseball is coming back, I want to talk about a World Series champion, 2019 World Series champion, Mr. Sean Doolittle. Um, he's just a really cool guy. The really cool facts that I found about him is that uh, he's done some pretty stuff, pretty cool stuff. But he's very socially conscious. He uh, has had his Twitter account is full of amazing, amazing resources for the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, great Twitter feed to check out. He also for Pride Month he got a new uh, glove which has red and tie dye. It's like the Wilson A two thousand, which is a very high end glove. But you know he is a professional player, so I guess he can. You can get right. that sponsorship. Really cool glove. He's also a Star Wars fan. Like his his uh Twitter handle is like uh Obi Wan Kenobi Doolittle. I don't know. It's like he he somehow like got <laughs> Obi Wan Kenobi into there. I wish I had it up right now. I probably should have. I'll, I'll look it up. I'll look it up for you. Yeah, but I don't know. He's just a really cool guy. Definitely a very outspoken player about what's been going on with the negotiations. So uh, if you want to get more into baseball, if you want a cool person to follow on Twitter, just to like make you laugh and also be like super woke, check him out. Yeah. It's actually his, uh, his handle is, uh, so his name on Twitter is Obi Sean Kenobi Doolittle. And okay, his, uh, okay. his handle is what would do do uh, like D O O in caps and then D O as in like. The oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. See, he's just oh. a weird quirky guy. I like it. Yeah. And his most recent post is about the, the glove. There you go. Yeah, exactly, exactly. What do you got, Mike? I got an athlete who needs no introduction, none other than the captain, Mr. Derek Jeter. uh, Yankees, one of the legendary players of all time. It was obviously his birthday yesterday, so this episode is airing on a Saturday. Derek's birthday yesterday on Friday. And for my fun fact, he actually, and I did not know this, because at the time uh, I just was just unaware of it, but (laughs) in 2008, Derek Jeter had his own video game called Derek Jeter Pro Baseball 2008. And to my knowledge, it was (laughs) specifically designed, not like for any gaming console or whatever, but just for phones, mobile phones. And I didn't even know they had mobile phones in 2008. Like, I don't even know. I I didn't have one uh, at eight years old. I had no one to call. Um, But it's cool to to know that. I haven't heard of of many athletes, I guess, in recent times with their own sports apps. Uh, That's pretty cool, even by today's standards. Yeah, man. Wow. So like, that's a online to like what 2008 is like the only like smartphone around is like the original iPhone. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that's I pretty mean, cool. We... I did not know that about our captain. So yeah, I mean, Mike, you definitely found a gem in that one. And tell us, tell us what's coming up next, Mike. What's coming up next? Oh, we got some good stuff coming up next. But before we get to the NBA, let's take a quick ad break. Be right back.
Fresh meat in a deli and a grocery store. Local produce and a whole lot more at the Piggery. For over 10 years, the Piggery has been Ithaca's favorite butcher shop for local pasture-raised pork, beef, poultry, and lamb. Choose any one of our house-made signature sausages and our awesome selection of deli meats and charcuterie. Don't feel like cooking? Check out our line of prepared meals or stop in and try our fresh-to-order sandwiches because meats raised right means better quality meat. It's that simple. The Piggery. All right, y'all, back with some more banter. Let's talk NBA, boys. What do we got going on? Soon to return to Florida. What's going on? Latest news from the National Basketball Association. Yeah, they're coming back. They're coming back end of July. I think um, it's, just, it's just becoming more clear now, like, what's happening. Like, they're going to uh, – sounds like they got, like, you know, they got the, uh, the venue pimped out for the players because they're all going to be quarantining in, like, Disney's hotels and stuff um, or the hotels in the area. So, they'll uh, – I don't know. They got like a, I'm sure they got like a hot tub. I think they got like a game room. Um, I don't know. Maybe they have, they have vending machines. They definitely have vending machines. That's essential. Um, but they, uh, so they, they honestly sound like they've got it made as long as they're uh, uh, quarantined with some chill people. They can go watch. I think they can go watch uh, some other games as well. They can go watch games from other teams because um, they're all going to be making contact. So they can pretty much make contact with each other. Um, so it's not a huge risk for them. But uh I, I, some players will sit out, though. That is what I've heard. Some players have actually made the decision to sit out the beginning of the season, um, you know, including uh, Trevor Reza of the Blazers, Avery Bradley of the Lakers, Willie Cauley-Stein of the Mavericks. Uh, other players will probably announce as well. They'll be sitting out. I know Kevin Durant said, obviously, he was injured last year. He uh, popped his Achilles. Um, tore, torn, popped. It looked like a pop, but it was torn. Um, but uh, either way, yeah, he's, he's just not coming back this season. Um, and uh, I think Kyrie also had surgery, so I'm not sure what his deal is fully. Um, Wait, are these players sitting out because of coronavirus concerns, injury concerns, or we talked about how Kyrie Irving talked about, like, Black Lives Matter concerns. Are they all different reasons, or are these just players that, like, explain each player's, like, motivation, I, I guess. I think for, for these guys, I think at least what I've seen, I think it's more about, like, safety concerns, like, just with just getting the virus. Um, but I know also there probably will be some other players that decide to sit out do the, you know, Black Lives Matter movement and, um, uh, and in- injury concerns. They want some insurance. Like all the players that are coming back, they want insurance if they get injured. You know what I mean? There's nothing worse than getting injured in a shortened season that like, you know, you waited so many months to come, you know, coming back and play. Like people will get injured because people had like, z- like, you know, they haven't had like the actual like in-game training experience. They're going to be going zero to a hundred, especially in the NBA where you have to like, they're going to finish out the, uh, the season. Um, and so they're like, you know, ramping up towards playoffs or they, or I think they start with playoffs, right? Yeah. yeah. So they, they'll, they'll, they'll still want the chip. They'll still want the chip. So they'll be playing hard. Speaking of sitting out and insurance, uh, one team is actually sitting out non-voluntarily. Uh, in other words, they just did not make the 22 game format because they were not good enough. And that is none other than our hometown New York Knicks. Yeah. <laughs> you bring up an interesting point with, insurance right concept is to invest now to prevent bad things or to help when you deal with bad things in the future because bad things and negative situations are inevitable right you always have ups and downs but it's that investment right right and nicks as they're sitting out right now you would think that they would take some time to to invest well most recently they did the opposite of that well (laughs) as you know they fired their head coach david fisdale early into the season because he was just doing a dismal job, a dismal fizz, dismal fizz. 
Uh, and then now I get news. They, they did away with my favorite player, Isozo, Alonzo Trier. Now this guy was a young stud coming out of the University of Arizona, shooting guard, great score, probably had lackluster defense, but again, he was a scorer. Jeez. And it's sad because the saddest thing in life is wasted talent, quoting a famous movie. Drop that in the comments on our next post if you know what movie I'm referencing. <laughs> saddest thing in life is wasted talent. But anyway, Trier averaged like over 10 points as a rookie with the Knicks. And then all of a sudden, this guy's getting like did not plays on his game transcripts because he's just not getting the minutes. And yep. they replaced this man with some guy named Theo Pinson. <laughs> Yo. Who's that? That's a, that's a horrible last name, by the way, just as a side note. That's a, that's a pathetic last name. Theo. Theo Pinson from the Brooklyn Nets. He's also like a crosstown rival. Why would you add anybody? Yeah, yeah, anyway, yeah. this guy's stat line, I said Trier averaged 10 points a game, a little bit over that as a rookie. This guy averages four points, two rebounds, and one assist per game. This, these, these stats are comparable to LeVar Ball. <laughs> I mean, this is, just <laughs> this is just not acceptable, guys. So, Knicks, going back to coaching, because I'm done with this Trier tragedy. I'm talking about now the coach. They have this guy, Mike Miller. Uh, at the helm. Now, this guy is not the same Miller who played on these LeBron teams, who was a three-point shooter, the guy who was an assistant coach at University of Memphis, who can be seen on Instagram drilling threes in his players' faces in practice. <laughs> not that Mike Miller. No, we have a Mike Miller actually more resemblant to the George Costanza of Seinfeld with some balding on his head and his mid uh, <laughs> So, So this guy, no, not to, not to be too mean to him. He did do a better job than Fisdale, better record, uh, but and he is a former G League Coach of the Year. So it'll be interesting to see if he can add some addition additions to the, the coaching staff and also if they can clean up this roster because it is pretty dismal. Yeah, man, the Knicks honestly they would have been they would have been great if they had invested in uh, Levar Ball and actually brought him on. Uh, at least you get some fans. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> no one's gonna come to see a guy named Theo Pinson play. He doesn't he just doesn't have a ring of, you know, someone who anyone would ever want to see play ever. Uh, so, well, well, I guess we're never interviewing him on this, on this podcast, but, but it's fine, you know, because if he continues, the stats will be out of the league in a year. So, uh, so I don't know, I don't know what they're doing, but uh, they just, I, I, I stopped questioning the Knicks. I, I really just stopped Let's stop it with the losers and let's go on to winners. Jake, what do we got in, in soccer, world soccer news, world football? So Liverpool, Liverpool FC, my dad's personal favorite team, are your British Premier League champions. And technically this is the first time they've ever won the Barclays British Premier League. Uh, so the way it works is like in 1992 – that like Barclays sort of came in and unified all like big league British soccer into one league. Uh, but so Liverpool has won titles prior to that, but this is a big deal because Liverpool was, in my opinion, robbed of the title last year by Manchester city. And they won the champions league last year though. So they did bring in some serious hardware. Uh, they have a very, very, very talented team. Mohamed Salah, uh, guys like Mane, guys like uh, Bobby Firmino. Like those are, those those are guys that really do deserve a lot of the hardware. Uh, Virgil van Dyke, defensive player of the year. Like, 
no doubt. He's just a beast. So it wasn't great to see my dad, like, clearly rub in my face how his team is better than mine. But, you know, they earned it. Um, and, like, it's one of those things where um, the way Premier League is structured is that there's no playoffs. It's just a point system. So they are, like, mathematically way ahead of everybody else after – Manchester City, the team that was in second place, lost to Chelsea. And that was probably the best game of the season, in my opinion. Uh, Mike, you wrote a little bit about Christian Pulisic. Tell me about what you saw in him and tell me about that game. To, to my knowledge, he came on as a sub. And he was what we call in, in football terms, a super sub. And immediately made an impact on the pitch. Got his team to win. Adding a goal of his own. He could have had a, a couple more if you watch the highlights. He was just so so close and deadly around the box and the goal uh, that they looked like super clinical and he could put some away. But City, uh, you know, it was a back and forth game. As Jake was saying, one of the, the best uh, we've seen recently in recent times. And again, Christian Pulisic, American phenom, Wonder Boys is a better term to use with him. He's so young. I mean, he's probably uh, he, not even 23. I, I haven't checked his age, but he, I know he actually, Holland's he a little scored, younger than him. He scored six minutes in, right? Like, after six minutes after he got uh, subbed in. Yeah, it was Something a great insane. breakaway. Yeah, so the City had the ball, like, pressure in Chelsea's zone, and they went to clear it and just sort of – and like, or they just – City just went for a pass back, and two of their guys in the back, like, couldn't decide who got the ball. So, you know, our American hero, like clearly seeing the indecisiveness, took off, got himself a breakaway. Like he did this move where he slowed down to lure the defender in, and then just took off. Yeah. Perfect ball placement. Like this. This is like it was such a technical. Like wow. Like it's hard to believe this kid is twenty two years old and just I has twenty one. Like, I think he's twenty one. He's yeah. twenty one. Well, it's hard to believe. I'm this turning twenty one in seven months. What the heck? Wow. Yeah. Like, it's, it's surprising to see someone this young have such amazing instincts on the field and being able to just attack, attack, attack. Chelsea's been known to not exactly be, like, an offensive team. The year they won the championship, they were, like, it was the whole park the bus thing, you know, talking very defense strategy. So I'm glad they have our American hero, Christian Pulisic, really making an offensive difference there. And he was the one who secured – a loss for the team he was facing, Manchester City, which then secured Liverpool the title. So he was making impacts all over the place. Ironically, a neat storyline is that his former coach, uh, Jurgen Klopp, is – so they Jurgen Klopp was his manager and coach at Borussia Dortmund, Dortmund yeah. in German League. And now they both come over to the Prem. Pulisic, as we said, is at Chelsea doing wonders there. And Klopp just led Liverpool to a Prem title. So, in fact, he, he kind of won his old manager a title, which is pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah, sure they had a great like league. that. That's, I never realized it like that. But, yeah, Klopp is a pretty fun guy to watch. He uh, He's known for being the manager that, like, never stays in the little manager's box because he's always, like, trying to flag people down and be vocal. He's a fun he's, – he's clearly a very passionate coach, and you love to watch it. So, congrats, Liverpool. And – it was a, yeah, that Chelsea City game was a great, great game. City had these really weird, like, sunset, like, yellow into pink jerseys that some people love. I hated them. But, uh, it looked like a mixed just, drink. It looked like a pina colada or something. Yeah, it yeah, yeah. It, it reminded me kind of, of like the Astros, like, sunset old logo. And I was like, no. So <laughs> that, that was my take on that game. Uh, Mike, you got a little bit on our team here. 
talk about how or not really i don't know what what did you quickly want to say i i was just disappointed with the, the gunners uh, of north london arsenal uh they started out so badly uh they lost to city 3-0 didn't even put up a fight and then they lost a horrible game that they should have won against uh brighton and brighton in that game actually they, they got our goalie our star goalie leno german international injured to make matters worse to it. So, you know, you lose the game one to a team you should be two. You have your star goalie injured for four weeks now, which isn't hard. I mean, it could have been worse in four weeks. So I, I'm partially grateful for that. And then they got off the, on the right foot again, played Thursday and won against Southampton. Yeah, Southie. So it's a step in the right direction, but I've overall been disappointed with this team. And I'm not looking forward to the rest of the season uh, because I see Leicester and Tottenham and, and Liverpool uh, later yeah. on the schedule. Teams are not gonna, you know, be easy to beat. So, yeah, it's it's a rough it's a rough season for us. I think we're sixth or seventh, maybe even eighth right now. Yeah, we're probably not, lower. <laughs> yeah, we're not making the top four into the Champions League. Um, I'm calling it a rebuild. Fingers crossed. That's my excuse. Yeah, exactly. Quote unquote rebuild. But uh, <laughs> yeah, next season, Skyler knows what I'm talking about as a Met fan. So. Yeah, every every season, every season is the same. So I hope you don't have the same <laughs> problems as I do. <laughs> I'm praying for you guys. Yeah, well, it's been uh, tough. It's been tough. Arsenal. I'm sorry, Jake, but last Wait. time Arsenal won, and the Prem, they were like undefeated the whole season. The Invincibles in 0203. It's been yeah. Thierry Henry days. Well. I act like I saw it, but, you know, <laughs> I know who Thierry Henry is. That, yeah, the Invincibles, I watched that documentary that came out a couple years ago. Yeah, I guess I missed – I can't really say I missed the good old days, but, you know, I wish it was those good old days. you got a little more on La Liga here, though, Mike. Talk to me about that. Well, we're speaking of Champions League, and, again, I'm going to talk now about a club that's Champions League – consistently Champions League quality and caliber, Real Madrid. Skylar, did you see this goal – from Sergio Ramos, I I want to say I've seen some goal highlights. I really like. I really don't follow soccer as much as I should. I was I was gonna ask like what I should be following, like what league I should be following. But I you uh just take me through the goal, take me through oh, the goal. It was this. So in the past, Real Madrid, Cristiano Ronaldo would really line up for these dead ball free kicks outside the box. Let's just say it was like thirty yards outside the box. And yeah. Ronaldo, as much as I'm a fan, just just not a great free kick taker anymore. <laughs> you could also attest to that. But you know what? Ramos is the captain of Madrid. He's a just a beast of a center back. Does a lot for the team and, and scored over his career some just like clutch headers in in late game situations. But he stepped up now for a couple set pieces and he finally connected on one and he did a, just a wonder strike of a goal. I mean, this was a curler into the top corner from 30 yards out, you know, 30 yards outside the box. And it was just highlight real highlight, real deal. And it was great to see as a, you know, a Real Madrid, a big club enthusiast, not, not a fan, but I, I like to follow them. Yeah. Yeah. I, I was going to, what were you saying? Skyler? Oh, I was going to say, I'm watching the highlight right now. Um, I don't think anyone can see or hear. Uh, Are you oh, he's, about, he's, about to, he's about to kick it. Let's see. All right. There we go. No one can see what's going on. Oh, my God. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. Okay. Google, like, Sergio Ramos' goal. I think it was via Mallorca. Maybe I'm wrong. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah no, I, I just, I, I just, tried. wow, that was a, uh, that was like, you, you know, it's like when the goalie doesn't move. That's okay. like that's what, that's what you know. That's how you know. I'm surprised you know? that a center back like Ramos, who's known for more of his like defensive and you know like physical presence, had the was always now known for a piece of finesse with a nice free kick. That's a nice little, you know, resume building thing to add for his to his uh, already st- amazing defensive career. So good, good for Ramos. That's pretty impressive. Speaking of resumes, y'all hear the news about Ronaldo and Messi? No, I didn't. I, didn't know, I have no idea. This is not really news. I kind of let you on with this one. But um, <laughs> Argentine national forward Carlos Tevez, who used, who used to play with both of them, he played with Ronaldo on Man United, a team that you know they had Rooney, Tevez, Ronaldo back in the day and Messi on the, the national team for Argentina. He's saying that for his, like, retirement match in the coming years or so, probably sooner than later than that, he wants Ronaldo and Messi on the same team as, like, a charity match. would be sick to, to Whoa. see. Oh, my God. That's not, that's not fair. That's just, like, that's, like, you're, like, I don't know. They're basically the equivalent of, like, the 299s on it like on, in fifa right like yeah. <laughs> are they actually 99 on fifa though like are they both ranked 99 i think they're like 94 and 93 or 92 like pretty much as high as it gets for a normal card in that game <laughs> let's see oh yeah messi uh in 20 is 94 and ronaldo f- is uh is 93 yeah you're right there you go yeah so that's just that's cheap it's not offensive line right there <laughs> oh my god that'd be that'd be absolutely insane um even i know that um, with how little I know about anything related to soccer. Um, but uh, <laughs> I think we no, should Tevez in saying that would be something that the world would want to see, not just Senor Tevez. So, yeah. Well, absolutely. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, this is like, like, and you can get anyone to tune in because, like, you see, you've seen them enough, like, outside of soccer, too, just, like, their social media presence. Like, again, like, I think I brought up, early, like, you know, early on the show, like, how uh, Ronaldo did those commercials uh with the boxers and stuff um yeah. like people see those commercials messy i don't know what commercials he's done i think he's done some like maybe tv stuff but um by the way yo, like the streaming companies are just snatching those guys up like i don't know they this, hulu has mayfield and tom brady i'm not sure if they've done anything with soccer yet but i know they're gonna they're probably just gonna like keep expanding the sports market because hulu is like alternative like that and weird and, like funky um so that's <laughs> uh but yeah so so that would be it'd be pretty sick to see um we get into uh, our, our jock jams real quick. Jock jams of the week. Um, the first song I've been listening to uh, when I like when I work out. Um, shout out to me for working out. Uh, it's called. Uh, oh, you can't tell, but you know six eight two eight. You got to maintain that. Six you know? eight. There we go. Six eight two eighty. That goes for all of us, by the way. Uh, exactly. It's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a song called um, It's called Mayday by Fat Rat, and I was shuffling through one of my friends' playlists, and uh, and I found it. I don't know, just kind of like gets me hyped up. Um, when I'm cooling down or like just doing some doing some work, um, I'm listening to a lot of Owl City, which is it the exact opposite vibe. Um, so don't do that if you want to like lift and feel accomplished. Do that if you're like doing ASMR or something. Um, but nonetheless, it's a. Uh, <laughs> I, I like Owl City. I like the, um, the dude's voice. I don't even know his name, but uh, I like his voice. I listen to Sky Sailing, which is a uh, his old. Um, uh, it's kind of like the equivalent of like what the, the format was to fun. It was like the, the lead singers pre 
pretty big time, time band. Yeah. Um, they only have one album, but uh, yeah, Owl City, Owl City is good, so I like them. Um, yeah. There you go. I'll definitely have to <laughs> check out some Mayday for next time I go to the gym. But or I just I can't go to the gym yet because of virus, <laughs> so I just do home workouts. But for me, my, I personally so quarantine has brought on a new show for me. Community comedy show on Netflix, great show. Uh, but Community is starring Donald Glover, who is a multi-talented man, also known as Childish Gambino, the rapper. So with Summer being here, obviously, and I, I talked about how country music is the vibe, but Childish Gambino, it's a pretty cool song. Feels like summer. And it's it's been a it's been the song that I queue up first whenever I go on a car ride and I can roll down my windows and I go to pick up my friend or something like that. That's that's the move. It's the weather's finally getting nice and staying consistently nice. So that's it's definitely just the, the chill, like, summer song that you want to play when you're on the beach or just, you know, driving down a country road. And it fits the vibe. So I like it. How about you, Mike? Jake, I, that comment totally resonates with me. I'm in the chill mood as well, man. Uh, for my chilling, you know, I'm even going to go a deeper level. I'm going to go towards, like, meditation, almost like Ooh. putting you to sleep music. Because I think it's been a stressful start to the summer. And sometimes you just need to chill out. So I'm going to recommend, and thank me later, it's Eric Satie. So it's Eric with a K. Satie is S-A-T-I-E. And just check out a couple of songs by him. Practice your breathing exercises. Meditate. Clear your mind. Lay down in the beach chair on a couch and just space out for a moment with that. And let your thoughts race. You know, I sound like a like a like a like a mental health <laughs> guru. Now. Uh, yeah, seriously, he's good. Check it out. Chill out. Petition to get Mike on one of those meditation apps. Like, have his own have his own segment. Uh, he's like, yeah. Now he's like, now welcome to Jock Jams with Mike Sites. <laughs> I want to hear Mike's voice as uh, like uh, the the guy who like uh, uh, reads books on tape for everybody. Yeah. soothing voice oh my god <laughs> i don't think anybody wants that i do i don't know i want to hear the word wizard speak as much as i possibly can no matter what he's saying Absolutely. you got a talent my guy and monetizing to, to quote mr j <laughs> you're good at something never do it for free so <laughs> there you go. but skylar move in move into some <laughs> nhl stuff for us oh my god uh, yeah, so so uh, NHL, they just had their, uh, I think they just had their lottery. Um, and apparently, and I, you know, I don't really follow the NHL draft, but I do know the names of a couple of, I know the names of one player. <laughs> the name of one player who's coming out of the draft recently that I know is going to be like Connor McDavid. They're all dudes that are like 18, 19, that are like just the next star. So like first pick in the NHL draft, like I think pretty consistently, like pretty accurately, like they are a star. I think just because of competition – like at their age level, like they have many, they have so many opportunities to play against high level competition. Um, so like if they can prove themselves like against other really good people that are also going to be drafted high, like they'll probably, their game will probably translate into the NHL. But my point is um, we still have no idea who's going to get the first pick. They determine picks two through eight. And I think possibly like, I don't know how they're going to do the rest of the order. Cause I think it's all lottery, but like they just the way that the lottery was structured this year. Um, they didn't decide who's getting the number one pick. So it's going to either be one of the eight teams that didn't make the playoffs because 24 teams are coming back, or it's going to be one of the bottom eight playoff teams. And I, again, I'm not fully sure how that's going to work, but like they just, they just didn't say, so we have no idea who's going to 
uh, get the first pick. We do know who's probably going to get picked first, which is uh, Alex Lafreniere. Okay. Uh, Alexis. Alexis Lafreniere. Alexis Lafreniere um, out of Canada uh, with the accent on the frere in Lafreniere. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so he's, he's, he's a stud. Apparently, he's, like, one of the next next big guys. But, again, like, I feel like that's all the, the number one guys are all, like, the next top guy. Um, yeah, so that's that's the news I heard about the draft. Uh, draft is going to be coming up. I'm not sure when. I don't really know as much about this as I thought I did. But uh, NHL, there you go. What else? Uh, who else wrote down that other thing about the NHL? Yeah, I wrote a little bit about the NHL. So we, when we talked about the NHL in the past, we have actually sort of been very congratulatory toward them in comparison to leagues like Major League Baseball because the NHL was able to really – kind of get their stuff together and just be like, all right, we're coming back. We're going to training camps. And these are the teams that are making the playoffs. You know, negotiations went relatively smoothly and players just came back. Um, but it is also worth noting that, you know, there are two sides to every coin and they are coming back quickly, which means that they need to be taking precautions. And some players are feeling like those precautions have yet to be met. Um, Rangers forward Artemi Panarin, uh, one of our top players. Also, Artemy is one of the coolest first names you'll ever hear. Russian player. I love watching him play. Um, so he's voiced he's voiced his concerns, and he's definitely not the only NHL player to do so. He's he's sort of saying like, why should I report back to you know skate wherever you want me to go and play wherever you want me to play if uh, we don't really have solid negotiated health plans and regulations figured out. Um, which is very, like, that's a noteworthy concern. I, although right. we congratulated them for getting their sort of, like, playoff format because the 24 teams are coming back to the playoffs. Like, they got their the league side of things and the play side of things figured out. But I, I will say, in my opinion, more important stuff is how to keep these players safe. So uh, he's saying, like, I shouldn't have to go out there uh, I want to play hockey with my teammates and I would even love to play an MSG if possible, but I'm not going to do it if it means like, if I don't have any insurance that you're going to like put in a system that will take care of and, you know, keep us healthy. Like we're sacrificing something by playing. Now the owners should sacrifice by spending money at a, you know, realistic health and testing plan. So yeah, the, I, I fully agree with his concerns and, this is one thing that we've heard amongst all sports, not just the National Hockey League. So I hope that the NHL owners listen, clearly make, you know, although their league play is coming back, you got to make health concerns and plans your number one concern at this point. And Panarin makes really good points to that. And the whole athletics world should be listening to what guys like Panarin have to say. Yeah. Yeah. No, dude, good point. Like, they, I don't like, yeah, it's, it's a legit concern for everyone. Players are out there like risking their health. So yeah, no, they gotta, they gotta listen. Um, moving on to the end of our show. Uh, we got our favorite historical game also brought to you by Chex Mix. Uh, and I will start, uh, I will start with mine. Um, going to face legal action so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, not Jock Jams. No, Jock Jams was not brought to you by Chex Mix. Just want to make that clear. Favorite historical game and random fact of an athlete are brought to you by Chex Mix. So uh, I'll go real quick. This is a game that I turned on because I heard it was like going on the uh, the semifinals for uh, 
for, for Wimbledon back in 2018. So it was in summer. So it was about two years ago. And um, it was Kevin Anderson versus John Eisner. And uh, they went to their fifth set, right? The, the like, you know, tie-breaking set uh, to go to the finals uh, of Wimbledon. And what happened was uh, I turned it on when it was like, they had gone into, uh, they had gone into like extra sets. So I think it was like eight, seven or something when I turned it on. Um, and what happened was they just went back and forth and, uh, you know, you have to win by two in tennis. So the final, uh, the end of the game, the end of the match, uh, Kevin Anderson won 26 sets to 24 sets. Um, and I don't actually know the amount of time. I believe it was about six hours. Um, I just, it was okay. The, the entire match was six hours and 36 minutes. Uh, and it was Kevin Anderson that, uh, that beat John Eisner. Um, the funny thing about that was actually John Eisner, uh, he actually won what is technically the longest match in tennis history. Um, in like, you know, professional tennis history, uh, at 11 hours and five minutes over the span of three days. Um, and it was 2010 Wimbledon. Uh, it was the first round, and Eisner won 70 sets to 68 sets. <laughs> so I will never complain about a five-hour baseball game again. <laughs> yeah, because what do you? Because I think who won? Anderson. I think he he went to uh, he went to the finals and just got crushed. <laughs> he was exhausted. He's so exhausted. <laughs> So, uh, but I don't actually, in the, in the finals, in the 1980, I'm just looking at the, the Wikipedia page. There's only one final that's been over uh, six hours. Um, and that was a 1980 Davis cup. It was six hours and 15 minutes and it was a uh, 14 to 12. It was before the tiebreak there, I guess, but uh, only six hours, oh, only, yeah. only six hours and 15 minutes or <laughs> six hours and zero minutes. Yeah. So it was like, that was that was a great match. Uh, it's fun to watch if you if you watch the overtime highlights because you can just see them like getting more frustrated and like more tired. It's fun to watch, but but yeah, I would say go check that out. Favorite historical game slash match. Pretty, like I said, I will never complain about a long baseball game ever again. But uh, <laughs> I talked at the when we talked about our favorite historical segment last show. I mentioned how everybody should watch this new ESPN documentary, 30 for 30 documentary that's coming out soon, The Long Gone Summer. Uh, and so I want to talk about it this episode because it brings back, again, like I said, the last time baseball was sort of viewed positively in the American minds. The summer of 98, the Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa uh, chase for a uh, single season home run record. Um, great documentary to watch. Sammy Sosa, it, like, was such a charismatic guy. Mark McGuire is such a caring, nice person. But one thing that I want to talk about, obviously, other than please go watch it because and educate yourself on this amazing summer for baseball. Yeah. But it brought up the steroids, I guess, like debate uh, or like issue, I should say. But it, it talked about how um, Sammy Sosa tested positive, but sort of never really admitted to it. McGuire admitted to doing it. Um, and it's something to think about because it's very obvious that players all over the league were using these to sort of get ahead in any way you could. And although we idolize legends like Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig and Joe DiMaggio, just some Yankee legends, uh, we'll keep it. We'll keep just, just, uh, I'll, I'll stop naming legends right there. Cause you know, the Yankees are great, <laughs> but, uh, 
I find it pretty hard to believe that those guys sort of got through the seasons that they did without some form of chemical help, whether it be legal or illegal. Uh, you know, the gray area and the undefined area of the rules has always sort of been the downfall of baseball. Again, with whole sign stealing things in 2017 and now times. So I don't know. It was definitely interesting to because they, they had the little that the end of the documentary was talking about steroids. So like the whole, you know, hour and 20 minutes leading up to that was like making you fall in love with these guys. And then it was like, well, remember, you know, they cheated. <laughs> so it, it definitely made you feel it was a compelling story. And I definitely recommend you guys check it out on ESPN. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like um, what you got. And speaking of legends, I got the, U.S. women's national team in action against the Mexican women's national team. 2004 match, storyline and headline here, retirement game for a big three for the U.S. women's team. Joy Fawcett, Julie Foudy, and probably the GOAT, Mia Hamm. Yeah. They routed and rallied around a 5-0 victory. Mexico never had a chance. And it was just a wonderful last game for, for Ham, Fowdy, and Fawcett to go out on. And interestingly enough, Ham, if you if you know this, she's married to a baseball player. Some guy from the Red Sox named Nomar Garcia Parra. Whoever. Oh. We don't know. But uh no, he's he was a pretty good baseball player back in his heyday. He actually he actually came out in the second half and instead of wearing ham on the back of her jersey, she had a special jersey made with Garcia on the back of it. So it was a nice touch there, uh, you know, transitioning and symbolically transitioning her from her professional soccer career to now, you know, life beyond that. Uh, and, yeah, I yeah. thought it – again, we could have this debate later of who's the GOAT of, of women's U.S. soccer, uh, but I thought it was just a cool match to see in 2004. And, and the U.S. women's national team has been dominant for decades. I mean, it's, it's fun to watch them. A lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, there's there there been there been some goats. Goats were shown out. Um, you know, this most recent, the most recent World Cup. Um, I would say they they just have a history of like shutting out teams by like an insane margin. Like the yeah, like, I, I, I never question which team is the best in the world. Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah, like like the, the, the game against Thailand, uh, first round, like the thirteen nothing like absolute annihilation. I just watched the the funny thing was after the first half. They were up, I think, two nothing or three nothing, and they scored like ten goals in the second in the second half, which is it was just it was just fun to watch. I mean, I don't I don't really feel bad for Thailand, man. We're just that good. Like, it is what it is, man. Um, so so yeah, definitely uh, check out that game if you can, and uh, that'll take us, I think, to the end of the show. Um, you got like just as a recap again, we're doing big red banter every week. We're uh, follow Big Red Sports Network on Instagram, Twitter, um, and check out their website. Um, Handle is at CornellBRSN on Instagram. Yes. Yeah, there we go. At CornellBRSN, we can we can link that. And uh, and so we'll be doing interviews there. Um, keep an eye out. We'll have blogs. We'll have videos coming out this week, starting to come out this week. Um, and make sure, yeah, check out the Black Lives Matter resources. We'll link a few as well uh, in the show description. And uh I think did we uh did we cover everything? I think so, boys. This is a great show. Yeah, and uh and happy birthday to Chris Morales one more time. Absolute <laughs> absolute homie. Like 
literal legend. He's killing it out in LA right now. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, so we will be back. You will hear our voices again next week when we have our next episode. Until then, guys, have a good one. Keep it real. Stay safe. And we'll see you later. <laughs>